With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. from an intelligent friend to a dumb dictocrat, a rich Republican who has never held a job in his life, is against affirmative action, against education, I guess he is, <laughs> against health care, against benefits for his own military, and gives tax breaks to the wealthiest contributors to his campaign. Governments, when it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, build bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. The United States government has failed the vast majority of her citizens of African descent. America's chickens are coming home. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time.
transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our Common Ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Talk, talk, that matters. matters. And now, Janice Graham. And good evening. You know I got freedom on my mind tonight. We want freedom and we want it now. And what does it look like? What would it be like? This is Mkuntano Open Mic Wednesday night at our common ground. We didn't have any time to talk, uh, take calls with uh, Dr. Ron Daniels last Saturday night. Man, he was awesome. When you talk to this man and you listen to what he says, you can hear experience, you can hear analysis, you can hear synthesizing through the history, through the timeline of black people in this country. And I was really, really glad to talk to Ron. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. But welcome to all of you who have joined us tonight for Imkutano, which is a Swahili word that means assembly. Open mic Wednesday night at Our Common Ground, and you need to write this down. You need to write a couple of things down. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you can join us and get a good seat. Of course, Alpha is the first to come in, so he takes the best seat in the house. But we have some good seats here, and it's at blog, blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG, and you can join in our chat room and chat along, talk back. You know, there are people in our chat room always, they are clapping back at the guests, they're clapping back at me, and it's all good. The number is 347-838-9852, and you know I'm a talker of a long time, and I never pick up a microphone without having an agenda. Um, uh, The music that you heard uh, coming in tonight is Resist by Reverend Sekou. Reverend Sekou has been on this program a number of times. He's an activist, a Unitarian Universalist minister out of Boston. He was our eyes and ears on the ground during Ferguson, during Baltimore, reporting in live from those resistance um, nights hard nights in Ferguson and hard nights in uh, Baltimore. And uh, he has a blues uh, group, and they call themselves the uh, Resistance Blues. And he's the vocalist uh, with a wonderful background vocalist, and later on we're going to play some more of that. I love his music, and you can find his music. It's Revan Sekou. S-E-K-O-U, on YouTube. And they have been blasting in in Tiny Desk concerts. 
and any time that I email him to check in with him or to find out what he's up to and he doesn't answer, that means that he's out of the country. And we try to get him for to join with us tonight in talking about America in resistance and rebellion. And um, I'm sure he'll we'll catch up at some point. Uh, for those of you who are listening on a smart device, uh, who are listening from Facebook, who are listening from TuneIn, please email your your friends and allies because this is a place where friends gather together uh, to share alliance, to be in a place where black truth um, has takes no apology, and uh, we're we're very glad to get um, get you in here to talk about uh, the issues and the problems of America, specifically of how Black America experiences it. I, I don't know if you saw the uh, video this week. We have our our crowned Ken and Karen thing. But I want to I want to remind people as we make jokes uh and, well, it's not really a joke. It's a label. This label about Karens and that is white women and Kens, white men who feel that they are uncomfortable around what black people are doing in some activity in the public and feel very free to call the police um and but there's a there's a, 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 a an aspect of that kind of behavior i called it i i call it uh white supremacists suffering from white fragility and it is kind of like a psychosis and i want to remind you that karens and and Kens, they're coming from a place where they feel especially entitled above and privileged above black people in their normal lives, in their everyday life, the way they live their lives. They feel superior. Their white supremacy urges them. Uh, to feel that they have the ability to to have authority and control over black people and the tool that they use, the resource that they have at hand is to call the police. But I want to just send this warning out is that every major massacre, murder that we all know about, whether it be Emmett Till or the Rosewood Massacre or the Wilmington Massacre or the Tulsa Massacre. These were the people who either called the police or they called the local white supremacy group to get the black folks in order to get the black folks in control. And it's interesting, and I want to talk to you about it at 347-838-9852. It's interesting 
that there are people who are coming out of, I mean, when I posted on Twitter um, early this week and, 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 and sent out this warning about Karen and Ken things are not funny because people get hurt, people go to jail, people, I mean, imagine for a moment that you are a black man and you're walking down, you're running, you're jogging, you're doing whatever you do in your life, and some Ken or Karen calls the police and it's the wrong kind of police and you get into a skirmish, you end up in jail, and then you end up with charges of uh, violating some crazy interpretation of the law by a police officer, or you become defensive and the police officer becomes violent, that is how it happens. So we want to talk about that tonight, 347-838-9852. I also come into this, into this broadcast tonight, it's, it's uh, M. Kutano, open mic Wednesday night at Our Common Ground, which is just simply another night uh, of Our Common Ground. You know, for many, many years I did Our Common Ground five days a week and most of the time ended up doing a special on Saturday because something happened uh, and jumped off during the week. So um, we're going to be adding and adding until we get to having a whole week of our common ground. We also want to remind you that on Friday night, one of our colleagues, a very close colleague, a very respected talker, uh, real raw right, real raw and right now, India Declare is on at 10 o'clock here at Blog Talk Radio, um, and she's back. Um, and Alpha of the Alpha Show on TruthWorks Network sat in for her last Friday. Did a wonderful job, uh, and and there were wonderful callers and some of the old gang from the U.S. Network uh, Radio Network, uh, O. Henry, and some others. So we're hoping we can get everybody back in order after my two-year hi- hiatus. Um, and you can help us do that by sending, if you get our newsletter, if you get our program notice, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, by sharing that we're back here, and I'll make sure that you and your friends get the best seats in the house. But as we come into this broadcast tonight, we are looking at 50 new cases of COVID-19. That is an 82% increase over the last 14 days. And there seems to be some political backlash from Trumpers around wearing masks, trying to be safe, trying to assist in the containment of this virus that has no vaccine. There are five states that I want to call out that have had 
consistent increases of 3,000 or more cases per day over the last week. Florida, Arizona, Idaho, Colorado, and South Carolina. Uh, I don't know, 45%, 45 out of 50 states have had major increases from last week. And my question to you is, and I'm inviting you to join us in a discussion at 347-838-9852, if based on historical health disparities, based on historical lack or limited health care access, based on that black people have the least available money for the expenses of hospitalization, and the least amount of health insurance coverage. What do we think that this outcome is going to be? And what do you think? What do you believe? What are the demands? What are the challenges to this government in terms of responding to those outcomes? We already know that there have been a disproportionate rate of deaths from this virus in the black community, a disproportionate rate of failure to be hospitalized appropriately and timely in contacting the disease, a disproportionate rate of, of infection tracking, contact tracing, in the black community and a disproportionate in major cities, Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, Houston, Dallas, uh, Atlanta, and I, go on, I could go on and on, of sufficient testing sites. And what will that all mean when, when this is ever over? Today you had the person who occupies the traitor, treasonous president of the United States of America, who occupies the White House. He's the worst president ever in history. He's the most incompetent president ever in history. He is a president who does not empathize, understand this pandemic in the United States. Today, he said that he was just hoping that and we could expect that it will just disappear. It'll just go away. Just miracles. I mean, this is this is something that he said 4 months ago, but he repeated it today. And I'm not sure if we have properly and comprehensive, or even if we can, 
if we have comprehensively really analyzed the damage, and we haven't even started talking about uh, the million dollars found in an Af- in a talib in, in a member of the Taliban's house today, a million dollars in cash and, ro- and Russian money. We haven't even talked about that yet. A million dollars in Russian rubles, rubies, in found in the home of a Taliban fighter, warrior, member of the Afghanistan Taliban in Afghanistan today. Cash, not a check, not American Express. Uh, money order, <laughs> cash, and we have a president who is the lie. I mean, they've told three lies about this, and he has his minions out telling his lie. He has Radcliffe, who's the new head of national security, who knows nothing about national security and doesn't know anything about much of anything. Uh, but we'll we'll talk we can talk about that too if you'd like to talk about that at three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. But one of the things I'd like to hear about, and if you're new, um, we 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 treat our our, our callers well, well. If you take the time to call us and talk to us, um, and we we have the right to disagree. We have the right not to accept what you think are your facts, if they are not facts. But um, we uh, don't beat up on on um, on callers. So um, you should be doing a couple of things. You should be emailing, facebooking, twittering that we are now live on air and uh, calling us to talk about what's been your COVID-19 pandemic experience. I know that I have been in quarantine, which means I go to my garden, I get in my car, I go for rides. Um, And I had an interesting kind of like panic experience last Friday. I went to the bank with my mask and my antibacterial wipes and went back to my car. There was no one there. I was going I was very prepared to sit there cuz I'm I'm really uh dedicated to being safe, staying safe and doing the right things to avoid cuz I'm down here in Declantis land. That's D E KKK Lantis, Florida, and um, I'm committed to being able to see my loved ones in Massachusetts again as soon as we can get all of this straight. But I've been in quarantine since uh, uh, the first week in February because I am high risk because I have both pre-existing respiratory and pulmonary um, 
issues, health issues, medical issues. I don't have any health issues. I got medical issues. But is there a difference? Uh, But anyway, um, so I um, have been very, very careful and very, very cautious. Um, I garden. I watch the golfers golf. I watch the lizards and the frogs, <laughs> which is another whole question, a whole issue um, uh, here. And um, and and I've been very, very careful having groceries delivered, um, not having anyone enter my house. Uh, the one person that had to enter my house because it was absolutely necessary. I required to wear both gloves and um, mask, and I made sure he was out of my house, and I was outside while he was in my house uh, with a mask. Uh, I, I think we. I, I think I cannot overstate. The last time I went to a, a community meeting, a live meeting, uh, and that was in January, and I had been watching uh, what was happening in China, specifically watching as 14 on January 25th, which was the day after my birthday, I had been watching Starbucks stock. And so I was reading a lot of information about what was happening with Starbucks in China and my daughter's company that most of their manufacturing is done in China. And notice that uh, one day, one week, uh, all of the Starbucks in Wuhan and Beijing had been closed. And then the next week, which was on January 25th, 1,400 Starbucks stores were closed, which meant every Starbucks in China. And if you've ever been to China, um, there's a Starbucks on every damn corner. It's kind of like here. Well, not Florida, because it's all, um, what do you call it? Dunkin' Donuts, but in Boston, it's um, a Starbucks on every corner. And I became alarmed and said, you know, this uh, this virus thing in China, it's really bad. This is January 25th. And our government wasn't saying much about it. Then I started following it. And then my pulmonary specialist called me in Florida from Boston, because they treat me still like I live in Bo- I still live in Boston, and and he called me and he said I'm calling you with a bulletin, and you'll get it by email. But I wanted to talk to you specifically because he had been my doctor for twenty over twenty years, and he said I want you to start self isolating. Don't go out. Start buying masks. Wear a mask when you're in the presence of anybody. It doesn't matter. That was on January 27th. 
and our government still wasn't saying anything. And that's where we are. But it is also indicative of the total collapse of other governmental systems. It's not just the pandemic. It's not just the CDC. It is the same with other government, the damage, the dismantling, the shambles that our government uh, has come to. We are really screwed. We are screwed, and it will take, not in my lifetime, it will take 20 years for this government to recover. Imagine that. Imagine that for a minute. Um, so the other thing on my on my plate tonight is I have noticed over the last three years that there have been many black media um, outlets, many black talk show hosts, many black writers, journalists, who have poo-pooed the idea of the Mueller report and everything that it it um, addresses, um, the Mueller investigation, the idea that the Russians were, I, I mean, I know one very credible black journalist who absolutely dismisses the idea of Russia interfering in the 2016 presidential election. I, I was shocked when, I mean, this person is, uh, she knows a lot about a lot of stuff. And there she was indicating that it was nothing, that it's not important. And so I'm asking you the question, do you think it's really important? Do you think that, do you have an inkling of of the complex nature of this president's relationship with not only the country but with Vladimir Putin. I don't think he has a relationship with the country. I think he just has a relationship with Putin. Our number is 347-838-9852. If you'd like to join us in this discussion, we have lots of people on the board. My goodness, where are y'all coming from? All these people with all these smartphones. So my question is, as black people, are we experiencing, as black people who are activists, who understand the nature and the need for democratic government, are you concerned about um, this president and his relationship with Vladimir Putin? Have you thought about how it might be related, be in, in 
involved in the November 2020 election uh, to the extent that other GOP elected officials leader in the in the GOP leadership like DeClantis and Kemp in Georgia and the man in Ohio and the man in Kentucky and the man in Oklahoma and to what extent has it bled into state elections we know that down here in Florida. Hey, Alpha, how you like the way I did my southern thing to you today? But anyway, we know down here in Florida, we know that in Georgia, that, and, and there must be some other states, um, that in, in, in Michigan, that Russian money infiltrated the state elections. Money was passed. We know that the the Meadows got money. Everybody got some Russian money in 2016 because they was the stand-up people who, I wonder how much Russian money Matt Gates spent in liquor. That's a good question. Anybody know? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. You can come here, five two. You can come here and serve the tea. <laughs> Russian liquor. That's vodka, isn't it? No, you see, vodka uh, imports into the United States. Uh, it's been twenty years because everybody else, Diddy and and the other man and the other man rapper man. Uh, they're making their own vodka, and people are buying that vodka. Well, um, um, you know, people are not buying Stoli so much anymore. They're buying Grey Goose and whatever. Um, <clears throat> so, but I, I'm, I'm wondering how much influence uh, that has had. The other thing is that we've never entirely, I came off the air when I started dealing with this because I wanted to save my retirement. And, you know, you always have to have God bless the child that got his own. So uh, <laughs> I had to have something um, because I, I, I didn't quit two jobs behind some black people. <laughs> but good jobs, my mother said, why are you quitting your good job? Okay. But anyway, I think that we haven't in our community really examined what it all means when the Russian mafia uh, overwhelmed the Italian mafia. Godfather uh, uh, was diluted. Uh, the Godfather was diluted with the Godfather. <laughs> no, that, that sounds more German. <laughs> Whatever. Our number is three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two, and you're listening to our Common Ground Wednesday night open mic. See, you all send me email and tell me, oh, I can't get my calls in because. 
you're you talk and you're guest talk and 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 I can't get my calls in, so um, we we put this Wednesday night together so you could get your calls in at three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. And even if you would like to email us your questions, I'll do that. And our email address is oc ocg info. I-N-F-O, at OurCommonGround.com. And while I've got you writing stuff down, are you writing this stuff down? Because, you know, they tell you in broadcast school, broadcast school is something I have never been to, but um, I've, I've done, I've been doing, I've done a lot of training of people who do training. And one of the things that I advise is that you always repeat stuff. But Alpha did us something better when he was at the Alpha show in the TruthWorks Network. He used to tell us, the truth must be spoken more than once. And the truth is that I need you to go to OurCommonGround.com and subscribe so we can send you information and then you can send it to your allies and friends. The other thing before we go to break that I want to ask you to uh, talk about, do white people listen to black talk radio? I think they do. Uh, Clay Kane, you know I like Clay Kane. He's a, he's a young brother who has learned the craft of talking, you know, talking like Bob Law talk and and Mark Thompson talk and Joe Madison talk and um, not the new people, but the, the pioneers, that you have to be on point in considering what people are thinking about. Most of the new, I guess it's nouveau talkers in the last 15 years, 10 years that have come up, it seems that they ask less questions and do more preaching. I try not to preach, but sometimes, you know, you have to bring it to where, to, where as Joe Madison says, and I haven't listened to Joe Madison's show in a long time, but you have to listen, you have to bring it where the goats can get it. He said, Joe Madison used to tell the story about his grandmother having goat, his grandfather having goats, and he always said to him, "Joe, you have to bring it to where the goats can get it. This is our common ground. It is uh, in con in cutano, in cutano. You got that, Alpha." M. Kutano open mic night, Wednesday night, and we're glad to have you with us. Our number is 347-838, and we're going to take one of these good breaks. You stay tuned. I, I want to know what your, what, what your beverage is tonight. What's your beverage, Alpho, in the chat room? You're mighty quiet in the chat room. You must be having a beverage of some kind. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time.
do you wake up the entire African-American community to the hidden issue of mental health? It showed up in my life through one of my best friends. And we've been friends for over 30 years. One story at a time. If we would have known earlier, you know, we would have been more, much more supportive with her. Once I reached out to my sister, it got a little better. Once I told my mother, it got a little better. The more I talked about it, I felt it coming off. The healing is in me, and the healing in the journey can also be extended to others. It's our community and our mental health. Giving voice to what you're feeling is part of the healing. If you're strong enough to just open your mouth, that's all it takes. And the most revolutionary and healing thing that black people can do right now is to love one another. It's time to share ourselves. Healing starts with us. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and the Stay Strong Foundation. You're listening to Truth. invite you to be a regular here at Our Common Ground, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. And at Truth Works Network, this is Alternative Progressive Urban Talk Radio. Our Common Ground Media and Communications, where race and talk matters. Join us on all of our social network platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and our web blogs. TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Our common ground, speaking truth to power and Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. from an intelligent friend to a dumb dictocrat, a rich Republican who has never held a job in his life, is against affirmative action, against education, I guess he is, <laughs> against health care, against benefits for his own military, and gives tax breaks to the wealthiest contributors to his campaign. Governments, when it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them. And thank you for being with us here 
on our common ground open mic Wednesday night. We're going to go right to our phones. Thank you for being in the chat room. And for those who would like to join us in the chat room, it's blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG. And you could just sign up and come on in. 312, you're on the air. Thank you for joining us. Uh, is this Janice Graham? Yes, it is. Hey, Janice, this is House Music Lover. How are you doing? House Music Lover! Where you been? <laughs> Ooh, I've been not too far from Alpha, although I wouldn't know it because I don't hear from the brother. But I'm, I'm glad to hear he's up and about. And he, yeah, he did sound good last Friday, the little bit that I got to hear. And I'm, well, I'm glad yeah, to hear that you're back on the radio too. Thank you, thank you. I'm good. I'm good to be back. This is what I was <laughs> born to do. Despite yeah, MIT have, and uh, Harvard and all that stuff. I had um, I missed a bunch of your shows, um, but I have them on my phone. I'm trying to catch up um, as quickly as I can. I think I'm about six, seven shows down still. Um, but yeah, I was really really happy to hear that um you're back on the air um doing what you well, do. Well thank you. And um we yeah I'm always just up here in appreciate your support. You know you can um, shoot me an email and you can get our newsletter. Yeah, I need to sign up for that newsletter. Um since you're back down where I used to be apparently um we switched positions. Yeah, I'm back down. Um, I'm back down here. <laughs> um, the Clanter's land. <laughs> I I can't even imagine what it's like like living down there right now. I I just can't can't even imagine. Uh-uh. Well, the no. Fifth Circuit Court is looking for some some people. <laughs> they sent me an email. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway, what's on your mind tonight, <laughs> uh, House Music Lover? Well, this COVID thing mostly. Um, so I was paying attention to all that stuff um, in January. Also, uh, probably not as in, in depth as you were, but you know, I had my ear. And um, sometime around the All Star game, it was here. NBA All Star game was here in Chicago. Um, I think it was right around Valentine's Day weekend, second weekend in February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got sick. And um, I had this cough that, like, I never had before, um, felt different, sounded different, it hurt. I had experienced the shortness of breath I never had before. Um, not a lot of chills, didn't lose t- taste or smell, but it was just, um, I did have a spiking fever um, for a couple of days, about, I think, three days. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Luckily, I didn't get those tickets to go to the All-Star game like I thought I was going to get because I'm pretty sure I had the COVID, like, early. Yeah, it like sounds the, like you had it. Of February. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this was long My before. daughter had it the same week. See, and, and I think it had been here, I think it got here before the first of the year, to be honest. I think it uh-huh. probably got here sometime, um, you know, mid-December. It had been floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure um, 
because of my job that I came in contact with people that were um, from the Seattle um, area, a lot of truckers. And Seattle uh-huh. was one of the first places it went. And I'm almost sure that's where I got it from. Because um, yep. I was concentrated with them for a good two weeks um, prior to that. So right around the time you were paying attention until the first 10, for, through the first 10 days of February. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where mm-hmm. I got it from. Yeah. My so, my daughter got it that same week. And that's because her company had called all of their people back from China and her whole team was in right outside of Wuhan. And when her team came back, they weren't doing any testing in the airports. They weren't doing any, the airlines was doing nothing about it. And um, smart people went home from the airport, but one guy decided to get in his car at the airport after being away for two months and came to the office and contaminated and infected three people in that office, and my daughter was one of them. Wow, that's too and bad. And she had the same kind of she had the same kind of symptoms you had. She was sick for like five days. Um, yeah, with you know just what you just too. described. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you recovered and didn't have, you know, one of the things that the government is not telling people about this, and I've been doing a lot of reading about it, um, because I read anything and everything that's not closed up, um, is that there are a number of strains of this virus. Mm -hmm. And one strain will give you the kind of symptoms that you had that are pretty mild and my daughter had that are pretty mild Mm -hmm. considered everything else. But when my doctor, who is a one of the top research and academic pulmonary specialists in the country, decided that this was a problem. I knew that it was a problem. And they were alerting people, and that was in January. Mm. I mean, my doctor told me straight out, uh, house music lover, if you get it, you will not survive it. And he didn't have to tell me that twice because I haven't seen my grandchildren since February. (laughs) I mean, since uh, uh, January. Yeah, I have a pre-existing also. I have Crohn's disease, and um, luckily it wasn't wasn't exacerbated um, Uh because of the Crohn's, luckily. Um, Uh That's a problem because Crohn's is... Yeah, Crohn's is a pretty serious disease there, house music lover. Takes a yeah, lot of management. So, yeah, I'm fortunate. Um, I know, and I'm pretty sure I didn't transmit it to anyone, even though I, I did go to work, but I, I was working pretty much by myself um, at the time, so I'm pretty sure I didn't transmit Oh, you probably did. You probably did, but because at that time they weren't doing any tracing, they weren't taking it very serious. 
you had a president of the United States directing the CDC to keep it close to the vest. That's true. But, you know, it's hard to believe that you had it, went to work, and nobody uh, got it. You know, it's well, we, just... Uh, I mean, in the tra- yeah. on the train, in the, in the buses, I mean, just walking into a Starbucks and getting a cup of coffee, you know. But that's the kind of disservice that this administration did to the American people. And for the yep. two hundred, for the for the um, millions of people who have have contracted it and 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 had hospitalizations and really hard and debilitating symptoms, and those who have died, this president has mm-hmm. blood on his hands, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he does. I actually, have an uncle that passed away from it. Um, seventy-two oh, years old. Sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Um, he got infected. He didn't know how, um, or from whom. Um, but was sick for a while in the hospital. Then went into intensive care, and um, was in there for a couple weeks. Well, ten days ish. And he actually said he was started to get better. And one night, his uh, heart gave out. Yeah, um, yeah. While he was intubated, and nobody could go yeah, in and see him. Indy Declare lost her her brother to COVID. Oh, she did. Yeah, that's why Alpha was doing her show last week because her family it was uh, uh, doing their fair, final farewells to her brother. Oh wow! I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm, I said I'm so I'm missing shows. I'm trying to play catch up. Yeah, I'm truly sorry to hear that about Indy's brother. Yeah, I wish her family all the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm sure and she's gonna listen on demand if she's not out there listening tonight, uh, and yeah. she appreciates it. So you know, one let other me thing. ask you a question. Uh huh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, one other thing I, I had been telling people since I kind of realized I probably already had it was that not only has this been here for much longer than anybody ever, ever spoke up and said that it was, but uh-huh. I was just reading an, uh, a story earlier this week that anywhere from six to twenty, uh, what was it, twenty-four times more people. Than have been reported probably actually have uh, been exposed or yep. have probably had yep. COVID already. Yeah, I, I believe it's twenty four percent easily. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. I, I and and the other part of it too is the GOP governors are directing their public health uh, officials to undercount. And the one of the ways yep. they're undercounting is they're undercounting the hospitalizations and they're con- mm-hmm. attributing the hospitalizations to pulmonary, uh, coronary, and other kinds of diseases because those are some of the symptoms that very sick people have uh, aggravated by the virus. The other is to underreport in the same way the deaths. Yep. I mean, the the governor of Florida just out and out 
will not report hospitalizations or ICU uh, beds, and the public health uh, service here in Florida, um, whatever people are hospitalized and have pre-existing conditions, that's how it's being reported. So um, it's totally politicized at this point. Yeah, wasn't a woman down there fired because um, she wouldn't yes. um, the woman give that out was, the wrong information? The, yep, the, the, the woman at the State Department of Public Health, who was mm-hmm. responsible for the website reporting the statistics, she refused to fudge the numbers. She refused mm-hmm. to not delineate uh, the statistics and she was fired. But mm. sister girl decided, screw you. And she has her own website now where she's collecting data from hospitals throughout Florida uh, to report the uh, a, a more accurate view of what's happening yep. with uh, coronavirus here in in, in Florida. So, you know, yep, that's the that kind of bookmarked in my phone. That that's the kind of stuff that's going on. But they can't deny that there's been an eighty two percent increase in new cases over the last fourteen days. But this is for people who are not aware, this is the GOP complicit traitors. The GOP, corrupt, who are corrupt despite any interest in the, in the country, this is what they're doing so that they can serve the interests of their big donors. Mm-hmm. In Florida, it's the tourist industry, it's the restaurants, it's the bars, it was the beaches, but they got, got rid of that. Mm-hmm. And people are dying yeah. because they are lying. People are dying. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, and the the fact that they're budging the numbers and they're, they're lying, and um, so we don't have a true sense of how many people have even passed away, um, much less are really truly affected. And yeah. just going forward. It's just going to, um, and not going to, it already has um, confused folks and, you know, probably frustrated others. And you you have a president, you have a president who is reading the the political barometer in determining what he will do. And for those of you who are out there saying, oh, you love Anthony Fauci, you love Deborah Brick, I think that they have blood on their hands, too, because they're going along to get along. And as long as we continue to be deluded that it's not political for them, I mean, for crying out loud, house music lover, um, I just can't understand how anyone in this country can continue to support this administration who would allow people 
And and then they're pulling the the last week they pulled the federal funding for testing sites. Yeah. And um Donald Trump is having his hate KKK rallies in Oklahoma and somewhere else in Nevada and uh he was in Texas. I mean and 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 you have a governor like Abbott in Texas, who's mm-hmm. who is as delusional and as evil with blood on his hands, and you know, and and now they're scrambling because yeah. uh, Fauci said yesterday that we can expect that we are still in the same in the first wave. And we can expect that there are going to be 100,000 more deaths from this pandemic. And when you think about it, when you think about it, the major cities of China, Italy, Australia, they shut down the country and got it in control immediately containment containment tracking i mean in in there were stories that we were hearing from out of china in in places around wuhan in places around beijing in beijing where people's homes that's you know like federally funded homes mm-hmm. they were nailing the people's doors and changing locks the people can, couldn't get out of their houses. In yeah, the first that's right. Shut them week. in. Shut them in. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is, as Green Beasley is saying in our chat room, it is nothing new that this government lies to the American people. And 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 my sense is, and I don't know what your sense. Let me ask you: What is your sense of what will be the political outcome of the way in which these incompetents have mismanaged, undermanaged, and intentionally allowed this pandemic to blow up in our faces? What do you think? Um. So I, I've said uh, for many months that. Trump is not going to get reelected, and it's not even, it won't even be close. And um, I think he was going to take the rest of the Republicans down anyway, just based on the 2018 midterm election. And I think this just gives it more momentum, um, mm-hmm. you know, because people are getting sick and they're scared, and you know they have few places to turn, really, to get the truth in terms of um, if you're on the right. And at some point, you know, the numbers just are not going to lie. And it won't be for a, a few, not all, and maybe not mm-hmm. even many. But I think for enough, the numbers won't lie. And the numbers yeah. are just going to have to say, look, we can't possibly keep going down this um, direction because he's already, he's already gone down this this road too far anyway. And even though he's kind of trying mm-hmm. to pivot right now, um mm-hmm. I think Donald Trump being Donald Trump, he's going to rescind that. He's going to take that back. Whatever he gave up today, he's going to take all mm-hmm. that back. Give it a, give it about yep. eh, and the next week, <laughs> two weeks yep. tops. 
Um, and because he, he just won't be able to do it. Either um, Putin tells is tell him, going to tell him not to do it, or he's just such a megalomaniac that he will not be able to fall on that sword. So, yeah, I think it's going to have um, – I, I think the impact will be um, – it's it's going to be huge uh, in November. I think yeah. it's going to be watershed. You know, a watershed well, moment for the Democrats is going to be uh, just going to be a trouncing. Well, it, it yeah. may be a watershed legally, but I'm waiting to see what's going to happen illegally. Hey, House, I got some other callers. I've got it's it's good for you to uh, join us tonight, and you be safe out there because. Um, you know, if, if if whatever whatever the government, any government, whether it's state government or the federal government or local government, allows, we have to use some common sense in all of this. A pandemic is a pandemic. It, it's yeah. nothing to 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 play with. So you be safe and you stay with us. We're not going to be here for those of you. Uh, for your information on Saturday because Saturday is 4th of July and we don't broadcast on holidays or the weekend of holidays, whether the the holidays on a Friday or Monday, so you understand the rules here. Um, But we'll be back on um, the 11th of July with more Our Common Ground. House music lover from Chicago, thank you so very much, and I'm going to put you on mute. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. 773, you're on the air. Thank you for your call. Good evening, Janice. How are you? Alpha, how are you? I'm angry. Every, are you trying to tell us Are you trying to tell us there's something new <laughs> I'm telling you that if you're, you're not as, angry if, enough if, As Jimmy Baldwin would say If you're black in America You're const- in a constant stage Of rage And I'm in a constant Stage of rage This man has killed over 130,000 Americans 130,000. 130,000 Americans. And think about it like this. This is July 1st. By the the end of July, that number will be 160,000. By the end of August, it'll be 195 to 200,000. So what we're looking at by the election date, it'll be 300,000 people dead and at least five to six million sick. These governors didn't even follow their own blueprint for reopening. Trump told them to reopen. He was... In Oklahoma, Oklahoma is experiencing its largest increase since February, after the Tulsa 
hate rally sponsored by Trump and the traitors. Well, Trader Trump. Hey, that's a good name for a band, Alpha. Trader Trump and the traitors. What are they going to pray? No, treason Trump. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Let's get this together. (laughs) Treason, traitor, and... No, treason, Trump, and the traitors. Hey, who will play guitar in that band? You know, when this man was at his inauguration, I said that the skies are restricted airspace. They should have been flying or skywriting in the sky, traitor Trump, because back then he was a traitor. And with all the redactions come off the Mueller report, when it's able to be read, he should have been indicted. All of this stuff, Bill Barr covered up for him, has brought us to this, when the Republicans didn't vote to get him out of office on the impeachment. And we knew they weren't going to do it. But now, this is what we got. We got the slow response or no response to this pandemic. We got 130,000 dead. We have Democrats sitting around who won't just dominate the microphones and cameras and continue to repeat the death toll, the incompetent, the we're going to slow down the testing, and now he stopped the testing, stopped funding the testing so that fewer people can be tested. The weakness that I see coming from, I won't say coming from, they want to be civil. And I'm not in the civil mood, and I never have been. And I say it because these are not people that you are civil with. They mean you no good. They mean you all the harm in the world. And you can't just listen to them. You can't just take them at their word because their word means nothing. And all of this stuff has to be said. And it has to be said over and over and over. The truth must be spoken more than once. And to be, you have to be on another planet if you don't see the low-hanging fruit, if you don't see the corruption. Every member of his cabinet is corrupt. He doesn't have heads of his cabinet. He has acting. So they're basically subservient to him. So in and in actuality, he's running every department of government. Every department of government, he's running. You know, one of the one of the uh, critiques uh, on one end and analysis on the other end is that. Most of what I call the new GOP, the Trump GOP, these are people 
who have no loyalty in the RNC or the establishment GOP. And we're talking about the Mark Meadows and the Jim Jordans and the Matt Gateses and I hope and I hope or whatever his name is. Um, and 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 but at the same time, these people are newly formed. They're in the business of, like every senator and every U.S. representative ever, looking to see how they can become wealthy. It's, it's, it's how Mitch McConnell became wealthy. It's how John McCain became wealthy. It's how all of them became wealthy through, through their position in the Congress. So what do you think, Alpha, is going to be the outcome of the party, the GOP party? Not that I care. I, I you know, two party the two party system just disgusts me anyway, but it's what we've got. What do you think if Trump has such control and power over these people, what do you think that is? What is the feature and the characteristic of why he has been able to keep these people in line? Keeping them in line is not hard. They all crave one thing, and that's power. And that's what he's promising them. That's what they have. As long as they hold the majority. So they will suppress their vote to the tenth. Okay, so now now that he's beginning now that he's beginning to have some corrosion over the base of the people that support him, what what's gonna be the in your mind, what's gonna be the impact of that? Well, they're gonna lose the Senate. Uh, that that's definite. They're gonna lose the Senate. And once Ms. McConnell is no longer the Senate Majority Leader, as a matter of fact, um, the young man running in against Ms. McConnell, uh, well, they're still waiting on the mail-in ballot. No, oh, no but, um, but, but he conceded uh, Booker is who you're thinking of. McSally already won the Democratic nomination. The question is, is she going to be able to bring it home? Well, he was running. The the primary was, what was the guy's name? Bowman Booker. Booker. He was mm-hmm. running. To, he was running against McSally. McSally and Booker were the Democratic candidates. For the no, nomination. Was, we're talking about in Kentucky? Yeah. That was McGrath. That was the uh, the the uh, part of the Air, the Air Force pilot. 
and she was the one who was the Sally McGrath. Uh, uh, not Sally, Amy. I'm sorry. It's Amy McGrath. Okay. McGrath was running against her. He conceded? Yes. She won the Kentucky Senate um, Democratic primary. McGrath. And she's pretty much Mm. a Republican. From what? From what? at, At this point, yeah. She's a lot less progressive than he is. But in, in my understanding, he was, and I haven't seen any of the news, that he was leading and they were simply waiting on uh, the votes to come no. in from the mail ballot. No, all the all the votes are in, and she uh, and she has been deemed uh, the former uh, Marine fighter pilot has been deemed the uh, Democratic candidate uh, from the primary. And her opponent was Charles Booker. And she right. will face Mitch, Moscow Mitch. Yeah, well, he came in a couple of weeks ago. He jumped into the race. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, he, and, that, and, and he was out polling her. Um, right. But she won. It was a tight race. It was a very tight race. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um Exactly. Um, he had forty. It was forty-three percent to forty-five percent in the final. Okay. But well, he won in the biggest Kentucky counties, Jefferson County and Fayette County. That's where most of the black people live in um, in Kentucky. And this was the and this was the county where six. 610,000 people were in one precinct, in one building. It was a stadium, but nevertheless, it it was a a pandemic danger there, along with the long line. Yeah, yeah. It gets gets to a point where you have to, you have to win and you have to win so big. But here, here, yeah. Here, here, here's the point about in in that Kentucky race. Jefferson County is the largest black and African American county in the state, and there was only one vote, one one polling place. And and I saw that, but I'm not gonna. Please don't ask me to remember. But I saw the numbers in terms of the numbers of people. Who had to vote at that one one Six hundred and ten thousand. Six hundred and ten thousand. That's right. That's right. They had to vote in that one spot. And this was in a state where there were thirty seven hundred polling places and they closed it down to what? Ninety? They yep. closed it down to something ridiculous. And and you and you know Mitch McConnell has control over all of that. That was his game. That was that was the game plan. That was the the playbook. And 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 what we have come to normalize in this country is a playbook that is used in in Putin's Russia. Right. Shut down the shut down the polling places. 
make people drive 100 miles to be able to vote. That's what happens in Russia when they say they're having elections. There's no such thing. It's not elections, and, and we're coming right close to them. But, Alpha, let me, uh, before I have to go, let me let me ask you about where you are. Uh, you know, they sent $1,200 out to American taxpayers for a stimulus payment to try to stimu- stimulate people to still be buying, but in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, and but they didn't send out any other checks. Where, where are these people's checks? Well, let me put it like this: I saw a, a a graph. Somebody posted it, and I can't find it anymore. It was on Facebook, and it had the countries listed. Canada was giving their people two thousand dollars per month. For four months, I believe, or until, or six months. Six months. Until six months. Six months. Now, then there was uh, a few other countries. One was giving $3,200 until the pandemic was over. One country was giving $1,400 per month. Not one shot, per month. And then finally... Uh-huh. One of those bad socialist countries, they were giving each one of their people $7,200, $7,200 per month while this pandemic was going until they could get their head around this pandemic. And the United States is giving $1,200 one-shot deal. And people had yeah. to literally beg for it to get it. And I looked at my bank statement online, and the the money was just sitting. They just they put it in there; it was just sitting. There. I didn't have to apply. I didn't have to do anything. So the the money that they've basically handed out is nothing for the money that the corporations got. You could have given. Every American, $2,000 for four or five months and added uh, 500 or 1000 for every child. Uh-huh. But okay. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're, you're listening to Open Mic Wednesday night at Our Common Ground, and we're talking about right now with Alpha over on the phone, the breakdown of the coronavirus economic stimulus. And here's here are the numbers, Alpha. Of the two trillion dollars, five hundred billion went to large corporations. And there's forty three forty three billion went to student loans. A hundred and fifty three billion went to hospitals, community health centers, drug access, FDA, uh, CD, CDC programs, veterans health care, stockpiled equipment, which was $16 billion, and $560 billion went to individual Americans. 
$300 billion went in cash payments. That's your $1,200 check. And $260 billion went to extra unemployment payments. So that's how the $2 trillion was distributed. And 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 it's really interesting that we had that you point out that Americans only got a twelve hundred dollar check, and I'm looking at an economic forecaster which says for a two week quarantine, frozen fruit alone would cost a family. Uh, I mean. Uh, the two-week quarantine would cost a family $139 per person, $5.96 for, for milk. Uh, I mean, they've got it broken down. Frozen vegetables, $15.63. Fresh fruit, $23.65. Uh, dairy, $15.50. And that's and, and and what we have to consider, Alpha, is that for people who are already struggling to try to make it. Well, nothing has changed. The story stays the same for uh, the people that the, the least, people who have the least, and the people who aren't going to get a damn thing. Uh, so what do you think are going to be the consequences, political consequences? I mean, you've already said you think the GOP is going to be wiped out in the Senate. Uh, GOP um, majority will be wiped out in the Senate. But what will be the co- – you know, when you think about COVID-19 mismanagement and the CDC and all the pe- all the people at the White House – I mean, I worked in White House and, – and, and, I can't imagine these people. I'm I'm I've been looking for intelligence whistleblowers all week. I've been looking for CDC whistleblowers. They're they're no more whistleblowers because this president has effectively beat the whistleblowers back during the impeachment. Well, so what's going to be the the, the wh- who's going to jail? Well, right now nobody. Until this president. I mean, is, is Bill Barr going to jail? No, no, Bill Barr ain't going is to Mitch jail. Is Mitch McConnell going to jail? Is Mitch McConnell's no. wife, who no. who was diverting federal contracts to her to her family business, is she going to jail? There's going to be an investigation. Let me put it like that. They said that say two months he, ago, Alpho. Well, that, and what did he do? He ran in and fired all the inspector generals. Now there's really nobody watching this door. And now you think that in the next, what, seven months? And I'm counting all the way up to January. There are people, ex-prosecutors, who are sitting waiting for January 21st. They're waiting for January 21st. Uh, But but here's here's the problem with all of that. Everybody thought Richard Nixon was going to go to jail. 
And what happened? He got pardoned. Ford pardoned him. And 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 you know the the, the thing I want. Donald Trump to go to jail for is the years and years and years of laundering Russian money. Yeah, I mean, he had to move out of Trump Trump Tower so that the Russian mafia could get back to business. Well, let me put it like this. The Deutsche Bank and the other Russian bank will be investigated. He's going to have to give up his taxes within the next month. And if he loses both tax cases, he's done. He may not run again. But he will lose. When, when, the, is, when is that decision supposed to be made, Alvo? Well, about, uh, about the uh, pundit, his taxes. Uh I've heard one pundit say it'll be next week. And this was yesterday when I heard him say mm-hmm. it'll possibly be next week. But you have to understand one thing. These people are the worst of the worst. The money laundering at Deutsche Bank, the investigation of Deutsche these are investigations waiting to start that are going to take years. Yes. And I say yeah. they're going to yeah. take years because all you do is you keep throwing lawyers and they keep throwing uh, hypotheticals and, and case law and all of this in the, you know, in the, in the judges chambers and then you will have more investigating period. The one kind of investigation that basically trumps everything will be the investigation of the Trump crime family, where you are trying to prosecute every single last one of them. Well, and you're trying let, me, to let me just say this. For all of it. Let me just say this, um, Alpha, to you and to my audience. If you're waiting for Trump's tax returns, do not hold your breath. Trump v. Mazars and Trump v. Vance involving subpoenas for President Trump's financial records. One set of uh, subpoenas issued by several House committees uh, to acquire the record. Uh, Mazar and two banks, which Trump has done business with, and I read... uh, one and a half times Dark Towers, which is the history of Deutsche Bank. And I'm just saying, having worked for 11 years in the Department of Justice, do not hold your breath. Just keep breathing. So you're telling me that um, and for all he's going to win these? Think, for all you people who think Trump has been defeated, um, I, I hope that is true. But on the other hand, you're talking about a global criminal regime. Why? 
it reminds me of a movie, Janice, with Clive Owen called The International. And the corruption is so deep, so saturated in our society, in our in in the halls of uh, our courts, all of that. That it's going to take. They really know. Take a I mean, me, but 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 also in the history of this country, we have never seen such blatant criminal corruption every level of government every level um i mean if people in the audience and by the way if you'd like to give us a call the number is 3478389852 this is a global they, they operate like the mafia didn't y'all watch uh what's the name of that movie the Godfather three. three. These people are not playing. They got a game, y'all, and they they and they got a plan, and they are working their plan. They're working it. Anytime you see the U.S. Attorney General step in front of the law, conscious. I mean, with consciousness, to put together the portals for criminal activity to be lawful. Y'all got a problem. Hey, Alpha, thank you so very much. I I know you got some pardon words for us. What's your pardon word for us tonight? Our pardon words is to stay politically angry. Get as many people to the polls as possible because this is going to be a humbug despite all the low-hanging fruit that he's leaving out there. This isn't uh, uh, an election Trump versus Joe Biden. This is an election of Trump versus the American people because Joe Biden is just uh, he's just a symbol. This is a vote against Donald Trump and how, how hated he is. Share with our, for those of you who are new to our common ground and you're not familiar with our TruthWorks network, Alpha was the host of the Alpha show for uh, nearly five years. And he had to retire, but and I'm hoping that his health will permit him because we need as many voices as we can possibly have who understand at a very grassroots level what all of this means. So the Republican Party Let me let me ask you about Joe Biden's performance and the few times that I know you watched him and the things that that he's saying and also, for those of you who have an idea about it, at 347-838-9852 in these last half hour, I'd like to get people's take on all of this talk about Joe Biden must have a, a, a 
they keep saying women of color, but ain't nobody ever been born as a as a person of color. There's no such thing as a person of color. That's just race reductionism. So, hey, Dr. Toure Reed, I just use your word. But anyway, what do you think about his performance, and what's your take on this talk about who should be his vice presidential nominee? Let me put it like this. He has to pick someone who can become president in four years because he won't make it. He can do four years, and after that, that has to be passed on. If you think that the other, if you think that the black women that are being put up can become president, Kamala Harris, is the one who can be president. Okay, but when you get Stacey Abrams, they're not going to vote for Stacey Abrams in four, in four years, in 2024. They're not going to vote for Stacey Abrams. She's a well, black My question woman. is, are they going to vote for, um, what's the woman's name, Ivanka Trump in 2024? Because I think in 2024... Oh. Ivanka Trump, just what I said. Well, Ivanka Trump. Trump Wait, wait, wait. I think the GOP, I think the GOP has their eyes on her. They have put her up and and made her an international voice, face, because I think, okay, you ready for my theory? Alpha, I know you're ready for this theory. I think that they are looking at it will be a woman in 2024 from the Democratic Party and that Ivanka Trump is a person that his base and 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 white conservatives and white evangelical crazy conservative Trumper people will get behind. <laughs> I don't think. I, but anyway, let's that. get back to it. Uh, that's my theory. That's my theory. And for those of you who uh, may not understand where that theory comes from, go back and look at how they are showcasing Ivanka Trump. I mean, she's a... I mean, all the Karens that I've seen the videos of, they would vote for Ivanka Trump. Okay, but that's just the thing. That's why, you know, 39%, it's just 39%. It still means you got 61% who's saying no. Ivanka Trump is... It's the argument that I have had with Pascal Robert. It's the argument that I have had with James Taylor, the two political scientists that I talk to all the time. I had a conversation this week with Ron Daniels about it. I've I've talked to a a lot of people. I've talked to Barbara Arnwine. I've talked to a lot of people about this theory that I have. And one of the reasons that white women turn their back on Hillary Clinton because there is a white, not white women, uh, yeah, white women who are centrist who are just 
conservative and they go along with their husbands will get behind Ivanka Trump and they wouldn't get behind Hillary Clinton is because Hillary Clinton knew too much. It wasn't about Bill Clinton. It wasn't about Hillary and Benghazi and her email server. It was about Hillary Clinton was too smart for conservative white women. Alpha, are you listening to me? I'm listening to you. Well, but whatever you do, would you please you. stop doing it? Are you... Are you are, are you trying to eat potato chips and, and listen to me? I'm, I'm going to hang up on you. No. Um, so um, I think that we have to be very, very careful about how we view this stuff. I've got two clips that I'm going to um, try to end the show with, Alpha, but I really appreciate uh, your comments. But uh, tell me about Joe Biden. Where are you on the Joe Biden thing? Because I still haven't. I, I just still see him as the price that I have to pay to get Trump that, the hell out of the White House. Let me put it like this. Unless Joe Biden gets caught with a dead girl or a nine-year-old boy, <laughs> he's, 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 he's going to be president. This isn't about Joe Biden. This is an anti-Donald Trump. This is for all of the things, all of the stupid, the the the, the catastrophic failures on the world stage. The rest of the world laughing in his face. The people in the U United Nations laughing in his face. This isn't about Joe Biden. Joe Biden sat in his face and didn't say a word. And the Lincoln Project and the other Republicans basically saw a hole in his butt. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's really funny. David Jolly, Rick Wilson, um, and, and Stephen Smith, before I went on... Hiatus. I was in their ass every week as much as I could during the Bush administration. And I'm even following them on Twitter now. <laughs> right. Alpha, I can hear whatever you're doing. I'm doing my pop um, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Because Damn, the when show I get is out, almost over. You just getting your popcorn together. Well, when I finish, uh, when I hang up, uh, I'll be able to uh, listen to uh, what you all to what you're talking about. There's the clips you're gonna play, so I'll be entertained. Okay, Alpha. Well, we won't be live on um, Saturday night, but for those of you right. who have an an urge. Uh, yearning. Uh, our archives are always available. Fifteen minutes after a live show, our archives are up right here at Blog Talk Radio. And I'm going to spend the Fourth of July. I promise, uh, people who don't believe me, but I promise that 
Uh, I'm going to spend the day updating my YouTube uh, channel, Our Common Ground at YouTube, and um, making sure that we have our updated programs. Alphos, thank you for your call. You have a good 4th of July weekend, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you. House Lover, thank you for your call, and for all for those of you who are listening, uh, thank you so much for being with us. We hope that you will join us every Saturday night at 10 p.m. We are always here at at 10 p.m. But I want to share some things with you, but I because I think it's very important for us to have a good awareness of how all of the events, both politically and socially, going on in this country, connect together. We like to say at Our Common Ground that we want to connect the dots. So I'm going to share with you, I think, one of the most important speeches made in this decade was made by Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Dr. Wright was a mentor of mine. I met him, and he would always say to me, yeah, you're AME, but you're my girl. Uh, at the Gary conference, when I was just a freshman in college, and we have stayed in touch up until we didn't, and then we did, I, I do like to report that he is—he suffered a stroke two years ago. He is doing better, but um, I think that he made one of the most prolific sermons. He gave one of the most prolific sermons of the decade, and um, I want you to listen to him. No, 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 not God bless America, God damn America, that's in the Bible. Prior to Abraham Lincoln, the government in this country said it was legal to hold Africans in slavery in perpetuity. Perpetuity is one of the University of Chicago words, that means forever. From now on, when Lincoln got in office, the government changed. Prior to the passing of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution, the government defined Africans as slaves as property. Property. People with no rights to be respected by any whites anywhere. The Supreme Court of the government, same court, granddaddy court of the one that stole the 2000 election, Supreme Court said in its dread Scott decision in the 1850s, no African anywhere in this country has any rights that any white person has to respect at any place, any time. That was the government's official position, backed up by the Supreme Court, that's the judiciary, backed up by the executive branch, that's the president, backed up by the legislative branch, and enforced by the military of the government. But I stopped by to tell you tonight that governments changed. Prior to Harry Truman's government, the military in this country was segregated. But governments changed prior to the civil rights 
and equal accommodations laws of the government in this country. There was back segregation by the country, legal discrimination by the government, prohibited blacks from voting by the government. You had to eat in separate places by the government. You had to sit in different places from white folks because the government said so. And you had to be buried in a separate cemetery. It was apartheid American style from the cradle to the grave, all because the government backed it up. But guess what? Governments changed under Bill Clinton. We got a messed up welfare to work bill, but under Clinton, blacks had an intelligent friend in the Oval Office. Oh, but governments changed. The election was stolen. We went from an intelligent friend to a dumb dictocrat, a rich Republican who has never held a job in his life, is against affirmative action, against education, I guess he is, <laughs> against health care, against benefits for his own military, and gives tax breaks to the wealthiest contributors to his campaign. Governments change sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. But I'm fitting to help you again. Turn back and say, he's fitting to help us again. Where governments change, write this down, Malachi 3.6. Malachi 3.6, thus saith the Lord. Repeat it after me, for I am the Lord, and I change not. That's the King James Version. The New Revised says, for I, the Lord, do not change. In other words, where governments change, God does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's what his name, I am, means, you know. He does not change. There is no shadow of turning in God. One songwriter puts it this way. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me God does not change God was against slavery on yesterday and God who does not change is still against slavery today God was a God of love yesterday and God who does not change is still a God of love today God was a God of justice on yesterday and God who does not change is still a God of justice today turn to your neighbor and say God does not change where governments lie, God does not lie. Where governments change, God does not change. And I'm through now. But let me leave you with one more thing. Governments fail. The government in this text, comprised of Caesar, Quirinius, Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate, the Roman government failed. The British government used to rule from east to west. The British government had a union jack. She colonized Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria, Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, and Hong Kong. Her navies ruled the seven seas all the way down to the tip of Argentina in the Falklands. But the British government failed. The Russian government failed. The Japanese government failed. The German government failed. And the United States of America government, when it came to treating her citizens of Indian descent, 
fairly, she failed. She put them on reservations. When it came to treating her citizens of Japanese descent fairly, she failed. She put them in internment prison camps. When it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action block, auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience, experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America that's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating our citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. The United States government has failed the vast majority of her citizens of African descent. And you're listening to Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham. And here is the truth about that sermon in a predominantly black church, in a predominantly black city. That was the truth that was used to slaughter the first African-American president of the United States of America. That was the truth. That was a black truth. And when we talk about black truth, that is exactly what we're talking about. Mitch McConnell and the GOP complicit traitors who have corrupted democracy in this country in aid of Donald Trump, the moron, narcissist, white supremacist who heads up the giant nation of the United States of America forgoes the U.S. Constitution in all matters, took those that black truth and began to dismantle the human and civil rights, which is the foundation of this democracy. Do not forget that Bill Barr, the U.S. Attorney General of the United States of America, is the illegal, legal cover-up for that destruction. Mitch McConnell has begun and has almost finished with removing justice from the federal courts by putting in U.S. federal district judges and nominating U.S. justices of the Supreme Court 
to continue that plan. I'm Janice Graham. Thank you for being with us tonight. I will. Uh, our Common Ground will not be live on Saturday, July 4th, but we'll be right back here on Saturday, July 11th, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Thank you for being with us. You guys stay safe out there. Oh, I hate you guys thing. I, I take back the you guys. All of you, stay safe, be well, stay home if you have to. This is a life-threatening pandemic. It is not over. As a matter of fact, it seems that it is just beginning. Diminished yourself. 
just who are. What of the souls of black folks? Thank you so much for being with us here at Our Common Ground. Each Saturday, 10 p.m., I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. A special thanks to our chatters in our chat room. Join us on Facebook, Tumblr, Pin Interest, and our website at OurCommonGround.com. Twitter, follow at Janice OCG. See you next week, Transforming Truth to Power. One broadcast at a time. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.